0: take a look this morning at Exodus, um, just an overview of it. Um, So I want to encourage you guys, I know life can get busy, but I want to encourage you just to slow down and just allow the Lord to have our full attention for the next hour, okay? Um, He's our God. We're looking to him. This is his word. He put it in the Bible for a reason. It's here for you and I. And even in light of an intro, I think there's a lot the lord wants to do and teach us and i would encourage you guys to pray that god would stir up a hunger in your life for the word of god okay because you've been in the lord for a while some of you guys who are new like i know that some of you guys have just come to faith the word of god is just the coolest thing right now in your entire life like yeah this is awesome god do you know this you guys get so excited it's fun but us who've been in the lord for a while if we're honest there's dry seasons it's a discipline to stay in the word of God, but God's always faithful. You know, it comes back around, whoa, it's alive again. No, it's always been alive. We were off, okay? But that's why we are diligent and disciplined in the word of God. But I think it's good for us to be praying and asking God just to stir us up, keep us hungry. We wanna grow, we wanna devour, we want more of it. So Father, we just wanna pray before we jump in this morning to the study in Exodus that you would whet our appetite Lord, these things were written 3,500 years ago um, on those old scrolls, just the whole Exodus account, and yet it points to you, Jesus. God, it speaks of you, our God, our deliverer. It's so relevant for us today. So would you please revive our souls? (laughs) We know your word makes wise the simple. God, it brings joy to our hearts, gives us insight for living. So please, Lord, do that. We ask in your name. Amen. So as you guys see here, uh, entitled just the intro to Exodus, because the entire book is really seeing God's glory in the story of redemption or deliverance. That's the beauty. Okay, we see the gospel in Exodus. So I want to ask you guys, what comes to mind when you think about Exodus? Exodus. Well, maybe Cecil M. Demille's film, *The Ten Commandments*. How many of you guys are familiar with this? All right, a lot of the older generation. Awesome. How about Spielberg's *The Prince of Egypt*? How many of you guys are familiar with that? All right, we have some of the younger generation jumping in on that. And then, if you're part of the coolest generation that ever lived, you're familiar with the '80s band, The Bengals, and they had this song called "Walk Like an Egyptian." And that what comes to your mind. So, how many of you guys know that song? Okay, you younger ones, check it out. It's so rad. (laughs) So let's take a look, first of all, in considering Exodus, the global view, okay? We have the creator king, okay? original intention was that he might dwell among his people. That was his desire. That's how he created things to be. Adam and Eve got to walk with him in the cool of the day, okay? That would be a part of a flourishing uh, human community in the paradise of God, all beginning back there in Eden and then spreading throughout the entire world. The book of Revelation tells us and shows us that these original uh, creation intentions remain God's purpose for his people and his purpose will be fulfilled. How many of you guys have read the end of the story? It's going to happen. I'm pretty stoked about that. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now let's jump over to the Middle Eastern view of Exodus. Guys, Exodus uh, presents a defining future for the Israelites, part of who they are, their identity. If you guys don't think Israel important, <clears throat> you missed our study just a couple months back on why Israel matters. Okay, I was just going to do one study. We ended up doing three studies on it because so much of the word in God's heart for his people are laid out clearly in scripture for us. So if you don't understand this, go back, watch those studies. But when we study the book of Exodus, it does show us um, the the features coming around who Israel uh, really are in God. So there's going to be a lot of memories of pasts that were marked with a lot of hardship for them uh, in escape. There's a binding covenant with God who chose Israel, right, and established them, the life of community and the guidelines for sustaining it. Exodus also, guys, if it works here, there it comes, is about restoring what was lost in Genesis. It was fun studying with you guys through the book of Genesis this last year, foundational for our faith. But really, it's about what was lost in Genesis. It's about God's chosen family finding their way back, Okay. Their land, yes, but guys, it's into relationship with God. That's what they're coming back to. That's what they lost in Genesis. Also, guys, we see Exodus continues the story of the redemption throughout history, right? God began that in the book of Genesis, and the original purpose of Exodus was to help the people of Israel understand their identity as God's special people and to learn about their covenant obligations with him. So, that's simply put. Book overview. I know you guys are excited about this part. Exodus. You guys know it's the second book of the first five in the Bible, which is called the Pentateuch, or the law. The books of Moses. Okay, Exodus means going out, or departure, or exit. Okay, the Exodus. Exodus. Right? So the book records Israelites doing exactly that, exiting, okay, Egypt from their captivity. But not only going out, uh, the word was also, the word Exodus also means going toward. And that's something I want us to keep in mind because Exodus is a record of Israel's birth as a nation, okay? They've been in this protective womb in Egypt. The Jewish family of 70 rapidly multiplies. Uh, there's severe birth pains, but this infant nation is now numbering between two and three million people. They have grown quickly, just like God said would happen. Um, and this people is brought into the world. Okay, They are divinely protected. They're fed. They're nurtured. They grow. We can look at chapters 1 to 18 in Exodus. It really provides for us a glimpse into this deliverance story of God's with his people and then from chapter 19 to the end we see that it shows God's glory at Sinai okay so the exodus is a redemptive event that occurs only through the power of God and it's the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and we will see uh, acts of racism murder lots of idolatry justice sacrifice, grace and forgiveness. There is much in this book for you and I. So this book revealed God's divine intentions of ushering his presence among his people. I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing better than being in the presence of God. You know, I love worshiping with you guys. God says that hey, and he inhabits the praises of his people. And it doesn't even have to be with a worship band. It can be when we just get together and we're in awe of our God together. That can happen at a coffee shop. That can happen in our living rooms. That can happen when you bump into a brother or sister when you're walking the dog. <laughs> it can happen anywhere, but there's just a blessing about being in his presence. So, the book outline for you and I, <clears throat> first half is about the redemption of Israel, okay? And we see that in the first 18 uh, verses. And then we see the revelation of God, verses or chapter nineteen to forty, and this was written by Moses during the forty years in that wilderness experience. It covers four hundred and thirty-one years, and I want you guys to catch this because the first thirteen chapters, okay, um, cover four hundred and thirty years. The next five, okay, two months, and then the second half of the book, ten months, okay. So that's kind of how the book is broken down for you and I and almost every scene that we find in the book of Exodus is a masterpiece I mean think for a moment all that takes place in the book of Exodus we have a baby in a basket we have a burning bush we have the river of blood there's other plagues the angel of death there's the crossing of the Red Sea There's manna in the wilderness, there's water coming out of a rock, the thunder and lightning on the mountain, the giving of the Ten Commandments, the pillar of cloud by day, and the pillar of fire by night. There's this golden calf, and then there's the glory of the tabernacle, okay, just to name a few. But that's what we have to look forward to this next year, guys. It's going to be pretty cool. So wrapping this intro up this morning, let's come back around to God's story of rescue. You see, this is a revelation of God's procedure, okay, in human history when it comes to deliverance. And you can read this two ways, okay? If you haven't caught anything yet this morning, catch this, please, okay? Because how we look at the scriptures and how we view things really, (laughs) it comes to our conclusions on how we are going to live, how we're going to walk out our faith. Many people, okay, want to look at uh, reading the book of Exodus by the doings of men, okay? Or they'll look at it by the doings of God. If we're doing, uh, you know, looking at the doings of men, we're going to be impressed with seeing a whole lot of failure, aren't we? (laughs) Look at what the Israelites What was was Mo thinking, right? That's how you're going to view the book. You see, the story of Moses really is one of failure and weakness. That's what we see in Moses, okay? Um, He only becomes victorious and strong as a result of being in relationship with God, okay? Uh, His brother Aaron's story, perpetual weakness. The story about the people is one of unceasing failure, but in the doings of God, And this is how I'm going to approach in teaching it to you guys. (laughs) You discover a line of progress. We observe the method by which God was moving forward towards the accomplishments really of his ultimate purposes. And the chief value of the book then is that human progress has always been a result of grace and also the patience of our God. Always. We are what we are by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. We also see the progressive revelation of himself throughout the book. Really, the volume of the book is about Jesus, right? Okay, you guys remember in Genesis, uh, God did everything himself until chapter 12. It was just all God doing, right? And then he starts working through a man named Abraham. Now in the book of Exodus, he starts revealing himself, okay? And this first distinct revelation was made by Moses, In the mystery there at the burning bush, in a declaration, you guys remember God said who he was there? I am, right? So the name that revealed the fact of God's ability to, you know, become to his people whatever they needed, right? The need that was demanded, (laughs) it's found in God himself. So the one who enters into all circumstances with them is in strong ability to meet whatever the need is. And I love that he proclaimed to be the I am. Not I was, or I'm going to be, but I am is what God declares in Exodus. I'm the becoming one. I'm the forever tense of God. I'm the forever current God. I am the now God, the forever contemporary God, the forever here God is what he declares. So God then revealed himself to them as the God of grace. Okay? You are my people, <laughs> even though you blow it. Because I am. I'm a God of all grace. So then we also have God of the law, right? Then Moses was permitted to go into the very presence of God, we read in Exodus, where he found out that he was personal, okay? Here in Exodus 34, this is verse 6 and 7 here. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquities and transgressions and sin. And then he reveals his glory as they build the tabernacle and there the kabod the glory of god falls okay there among his people okay divine presence of god filled the temple let's consider moses a story of rescue exodus is not simply a story about moses okay but it provides the first but not last grand story of God's deliverance of his people. So finding Moses in Exodus, real quick, guys, the first 40 years of Moses' life, he thought he was somebody. The next 40 years of his life, he was learning that he was nobody. And then the last 40 years of Moses' life, he learned, hey, God can do something through nobody. Does that preach? That preaches me. (laughs) So... That's Moses' rescue story. It's going to be awesome unfolding that with you guys. Let's talk for a moment about Christ's story of rescue. Okay. Well, I thought this was 3,500 years ago. Didn't Jesus just come 2,000 years ago? And Jesus is God. He has always been. Okay. The volume of the book, from Genesis to Revelation, it's about him. So Exodus, and I found the, find this interesting, there are no direct prophecies concerning Jesus in the book of Exodus. And I was just like, what? Is that true? I looked into it. Can't find one. Pretty amazing because the Bible is full of prophecy. It's like, how do we come to this book and there's nothing specifically about Jesus? There's prophecy, but not about Jesus specifically. But it fulfills all types of portraits and types of Jesus all over, and I'm excited to get into that. Uh, here are just a few of them, okay? I picked seven that are pretty cool just to lay out for a way of intro, okay? Consider Jesus, okay? A type with Moses, okay? A deliverer, correct? The Passover, Jesus is our Passover lamb. We're gonna get into the seven feasts, okay? The Exodus itself, those both speak to redemption. Okay. redemption's only in Christ, right? The manna, bread from heaven. The water, living water, Jesus Christ, right? The tabernacle, every single article in the temple. This is one of the big um, papers that I wrote when I was in Bible college. The biggest one I wrote came around the tabernacle itself and how every single piece of the tabernacle points to Jesus Christ. Everything. Guys, that's chapters of detail, given on how to build this tabernacle, and it is all pointing to Jesus. I can't wait to get into that stuff with you guys. Um, and then we have the high priest. Pretty cool in Exodus, right? Who's our high priest? Jesus, okay? So we're going to see a lot of Jesus in the book of Exodus. So Jesus often spoke of how he would f- be a fulfillment of the things that were written in the what? Law, Okay? That got me thinking, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) you came to fill the law and the prophets. It's easy to see the prophecies, but here we see in the first five books of the Bible, the book of Exodus, the law, Jesus fulfilling, he's all over the law. So typology in Exodus, Moses is a type of Jesus, meaning that he's a type or an image of someone greater to come. For example, guys, Moses is the deliverer of the Israelites, but he fails in many ways. However, Jesus, the ultimate deliverer, he doesn't fail in any way. He's perfect. Instead, he fully accomplishes his purpose of seeking and saving the lost. There's other forms of typology in this book that are found throughout, including Passover and the tabernacle. I'm really excited. Do you guys know that Passover starts on Good Friday this year? Hmm. Our Good Friday service, we're going to do a Seder dinner together. It all points to Jesus. And what's a Seder? They share the Exodus story. What are we studying this year? Exodus. So cool. Anyways. Yeah. Look at that. I got I I got Holy Spirit goosebumps right now. That's crazy. I'm so stoked. Seder's going to be so fun. Don't miss it. Mark your Good Friday on your calendar now. It's going to be rad. Uh, all right, wrapping this up. Our story of rescue in light of Exodus. For Christians, Exodus really is the gospel in the Old Testament, God's greatest act of redemption. It holds significance for the entire human race. And this is the story that gives every captive the hope of freedom. The Exodus shows that there is a God who saves, who delivers his people, from bondage. So as we get to study this book, guys, of this epic journey from slavery to salvation, this journey out of Egypt becomes a part of our own spiritual pilgrimage, pilgrimage, okay? So, the Israelites were called to be separate from the world, okay, and every time we read of Egypt, in Exodus and throughout the Bible, think world because it is a picture of the world, and we're called out of Egypt, out of the world as believers. And another example here, uh, complete you know, when it comes to complete separation, okay, we know the story. Mo, you're guys gonna hear me refer to Moses a lot as Mo because that's how I read it in my head. <laughs> but anyways, Mo says, Hey, let my people go. We must go in worship, and then we have Pharaoh saying, "Uh uh-uh, let my people stay, worship your own way, but do it in the land. But the command (coughs) was to go a three-day journey. Okay, go, but not far. No, three days. Okay, go, but leave the children behind. No, we and the children. Okay, but leave the cattle behind. No, not a hoof left behind. Chapter 10, verse 26. I love the dialogue that plays out here. What is God asking? Hey, you are to be completely separated from the world. So do I need rescue, deliverance, redemption? I don't know about you guys, but I sure do. I don't know about you guys, but Exodus definitely preaches You see, guys, my soul to be redeemed, my thoughts to be delivered, my emotions to be rescued. That's what's going to happen as we go through the book of Exodus. Do I need a better understanding of the I am? I don't know about you guys, but I want to see more. I want to see the greatness of who he is. I want to see more revealed of my Lord and my Savior the ever-present God in my life. So, Father, we would ask of you as we get to partake in this book this next year, you would open our hearts wide. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the great I am. You are the becoming when you are everything we need. I pray that we wouldn't just know that intellectually, God, but each and every one of my brothers and sisters would experience that truth in a radical way this next year. Our eyes are on you. We're expecting good because you're good. And every good and perfect gift comes from you. We thank you for the blessing of your word and how it works in our lives. So please, keep us hungry, stir us up. We ask in your name. Amen.